0: Dropbit Gaming.
1: Dropbit
0: Gaming. Dropbit Gaming. Dropbit Gaming.
2: Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 24 of the Dropbit Gaming podcast. As per normal, I've uh, been able to wrangle up the the uh, usual suspects, I guess, myself, Lucas Pingle wanted to say Lucas Pingle? but anyway, uh, sure <laughs> and here's my address for everybody, um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, Lucas is here, um, present, and to my virtual <laughs> left to the right of my other one, um, <laughs> we've got Susie, how are you doing?
1: Good, mate, how are you?
2: Fantastic. That's the way. And to the other left of the other side is Matt, how are you doing? Oh, yeah, pretty good. Yeah?
0: Fantastic. I'm pretty keen for this to be done so I can play some more (laughs) Assassin's Creed. Fuck you, too, buddy. (laughs) All good. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, you're right. I
2: suppose. But we're here for a great reason because it is just the ultimate month of gaming, basically, has passed, and there's even still a few more coming out of the whole year. So we've got a couple of games to talk about. We've got. you know, Susie's going to talk about some Modern Warfare 3 with us before she has to run away. And then you're going to have to put up with Matt and I for a little while as we talk about um, Battlefield 3. What else have we got? Skyrim. There's also... What's the other one we are talking about? Oh, a little bit about Assassin's Creed Revelation. So that's what we're going to look forward to. After the break, we're going to have an extra special guest coming on board. So wait and see what happens with that one. But uh, for now... Susie, you've got mm-hmm. the floor. I know you wrote up a big review and it was it was pretty good. Um, you gave it some pretty good uh, scores there as well, yep. but you've been playing it for another week or so since you wrote the review. Yep. How have your um, views on it changed or are they better than they were or come on, let's get some juicy <laughs> gossip going.
1: <laughs> no, I still stand by my convictions yeah? for Modern Warfare 3. Uh, as far as the campaign goes, absolutely. haven't Really going back to the multiplayer again. Uh, Just can't see myself putting myself through it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't played any more Spec Ops yet because it's my brother's birthday next week. So he has to wait another week before he gets his copy.
2: (laughs) But we won't bring this out before his birthday now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nah, he's he's cool. He read the review. Uh, You might have seen the response back on on Twitter (laughs)
0: um,
1: calling me a muffet. So, but. Aha, uh-huh, back to COD 4. And speaking of COD 4, <laughs> I went back and played that. Uh, I played through a few missions again last night. And i got to say that playing on Recruit COD 4, playing Recruit Modern Warfare 3, Modern Warfare 3 is so much easier. Really? Oh, it's a breeze. Wow. Yeah. I mean, until you actually get close enough to an enemy that they can sort of bop you over the head with the barrel of their well, their gun um <laughs> which can pretty much kill you instantly yeah i i have died about a million times just running around looking for intel items so
3: <laughs>
1: it's certainly something but um yeah no it's 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 still good fun mm. and um yeah i'm still i'm still quite shocked just how well it all sort of came together in the end, to
2: yeah. be honest. Well, yeah. I, I haven't finished it, so I, I don't want you to spoil it for me no. or anyone else. Um, but one thing I will ask, for anybody who hasn't read the review, what was your take on the multiplayer? You, you obviously weren't that impressed with it. No. So for those who didn't read it, what what was yeah. the issue?
1: Um, it was too much like Modern Warfare 2 um, in the sense that the lobbies looked exactly the same. Yep. Um, the ranking system to to try and level up is is not like what it was for Black Ops. I thought Black Ops was still challenging, but it didn't take forever and a day yeah. to, to get somewhere. Um, the first game I played, which was uh, the night of release, uh, more or less, so we'd had it for about 24 hours by that point, mm-hmm. if you count it from midnight, and I jumped into... Uh, a game of domination because that was really all, all the option was. And I was shooting a guy. I was right on him, right in the head. I went through a whole round and he was still able to turn around and pop me just like that. Yeah, And that's I just annoying. thought, this is just ridiculous. So, yeah, I mean, as far as I think they took the commando perk out of it, they took the final chance last like, stand perk away from it. Um, uh, but otherwise it's just, it was too much like Modern Warfare 2 Mm -hmm. and I was not a big fan of that. So I don't think they really did many improvements. I booted up Modern Warfare 2 again uh, last Friday, I think, just to show because Tim never played it, and so I booted it up just to show him and he's just gone, wow, it's like the same menu. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, it hits you pretty quick, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, so mm. I I don't think they really gave too much thought into the multiplayer. Um, but to each his own. Um, yeah,
2: it's a real shame because, uh, you know, Black Ops was massive all mm, year. It's it's yeah. still played. I mean, there's still a lot of people playing it. Mm. Um, but I can't see it happening for Modern Warfare three.
1: No. Nope.
2: Which is a real shame. Yeah. It is. Um, the one the other thing that I've been playing lately is battlefield which i'll talk a little bit more about later but um one of the things that i've noticed like a a direct comparison i suppose between the two games is the colors Mm
1: -hmm.
2: in modern warfare 3 the colors look almost um pastely i suppose like the the oranges are a vibrant orange and Mm. the yellows are vibrant and in in battlefield they really really dumbed that stuff down so that it looks kind of really dirty and it looks like a, I don't know, a lot more like natural light, I suppose, mm. and it, it struck me really strange because as soon as I put in Modern Warfare, um, it, it felt cartoony because I'd been playing so much Battlefield that all of a sudden I put this other yeah. game in and, yeah, it was, it was bizarre. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know why they, they decided to go down that colour scheme. Anyway, I suppose maybe we can ask them that one day.
1: I, I have to say one thing, and I'm not sure if it's still there, it possibly is, but if you look at the Internet Movie Database review from Modern Warfare Through the Game, <laughs> someone's just written a review, and the one thing I found that I thought was a bit of a dirt moment was they said, oh, the graphics are awesome and in brackets they, they wrote, yeah, Infinity Ward, no wonder. And I'm like, oh, you dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> nice no, one. Like, it's exactly the same engine as, as Black Ops.
3: Yeah, that's right. It's
1: exactly the same. So hmm. as far as, I mean, I guess the comparison between graphics of the two, I don't notice a lot of difference. They still seem to look and play Pretty much the same, and even going back to COD 4, you can see where they've tweaked it, but it's still very similar. Yeah, very similar. So, uh, I, as I said in the review, I thought it was a really good story. Um, I and I, I made it clear that uh, Modern Warfare 2 left a very bitter taste in my mouth, and <laughs> if it doesn't taste good, you just don't do it again. True. Ha. No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's what I've been told anyway.
1: <laughs> but that's, that's really how I, I felt. If, if there was an analogy for it, mm-hmm. that would be it. It didn't taste good. I'm not doing it again.
2: <laughs> We're not going to elaborate on that one. We'll leave that one right where it is.
1: It's a veggie mutton Philadelphia cream cheese sandwich. Come on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Don't know what I was thinking of. God, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i really liked what they did and uh another thing i thought was really cool was uh what's his name christopher maloney who's in law and order special victims unit the main detective he plays the voice of one of your uh one of the soldiers sandman in it and i every time i heard the voice i'm like oh that sounds so familiar and it wasn't until I saw the credits, I'm like, oh, wow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's good when that happens. Mm. Yeah, it's always nice. feels a bit more familiar. Yeah. The I other guess. thing that I, I would want you to comment on, I suppose, because you've played a lot more than I have, and I've probably played um, the first uh, maybe 45 minutes to hour of the campaign. Yep. Yep. Um, what I kind of noticed was, and again, in direct comparison to Battlefield, um, With Battlefield, the thing that gets very irky is how on rails it is. And, you know, you can't really run ahead. You can't really get too far, even though it gives you the option to actually run ahead and shoot other things and your other guys are behind you still having their same conversations. Um, Modern Warfare doesn't seem to do that as much, or it might even be that it's kind of, um, uh, it, it, makes you stop a lot more because you don't get shot if you go at the right time or things like that. Did you find that?
1: Uh, You know, it's probably a little tricky to answer that because as I said, uh, you, Captain Price and Soap all go out together doing your your little stealth missions. Mm -hmm. So it's very stop start in those regards. We have to sort of jump to prone. You can't move because you've got, you know, five or six Russians walking on the bridge yeah. that you're prone under and, and little things like that. So there's probably more of that than the whole stop-start. You were left on your own, I found, in some parts, because you had to go and you know, do something else while the others were would be fighting. You know, they'd be shooting at something, and you'd sort of have to get the... Um, uh, you have to call air support in for one of them. So... Okay. Yeah, it probably I haven't played enough of the Battlefield campaign to compare. Yeah, fair enough. Um I when I published the review and I linked it on my Facebook, one of my friends commented saying Battlefield 3 is better, and my response to that was apples and oranges.
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm starting to notice that definitely. Mm. Yeah.
1: They're but, they're totally different animals.
2: Yeah, they are. Mm. Well, I think it's good that they've um Put a lot more thought into the you know campaign mm. of Modern Warfare Three, yeah. Because you you really do get that feeling in Battlefield of it being just tacked on, yeah. Um, but that's Battlefield. Battle. I'm kind of surprised that they've actually made a Battlefield game that has a campaign in it because Number Two didn't, and Number Well all the you know 1942s and all that kind of stuff they never did. They were just um... simple multiplayer. It wasn't until um, Bad Company, from what I understand or from what I remember, maybe I just didn't play them.
1: I played Battlefield Modern Combat 2, and that was on the original Xbox. That had a campaign because I never played online. Oh, really? Yeah, that had... I
2: never played that on the console, so... Yeah,
1: and that that had the hot swapping, and I thought that was such a cool feature in a game where you could see someone on the opposite end of the island in the AI and you could hot swap, so you could take over their position.
0: Okay Mm until the number
1: of your men ran out. Yeah. So you could kind of progress that way. Yeah, that was many years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: Back in the good old days when graphics were awesome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But, see, I thought Modern Warfare 3 was very generous with their checkpoints. Um, Every few moments I was looking at it, it was almost saying checkpoint reach, checkpoint reach, checkpoint reach. So I was sort of thinking this is really good because if you go 10 minutes and it takes you ten minutes to reach the next checkpoint. You don't have to go through the ship fight of whatever it was you were doing to get there again.
0: Mm.
2: Oh, that's that's a good thing, I suppose. Mm. With it being on that grand scale as well, I mean, you know, all the Call of Duties have been, you know, just massive cutscenes, massive cutscenes, massive cutscenes, or you know, what feel like cutscenes, I suppose, because they just are very similar. Every, mm. you know, the the game really because it's so on rails in most cases they don't change. Yeah. It's the same explosion at the same time, you know, same bad guys walk out at the same times, pretty much Mm. anyway. So most games are like that these days.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of – look, I was was very pleasantly surprised in the end. I wasn't looking forward to it. I would like to know out of the two games who started the idea of Paris because – I'm pretty sure there is a section in Paris that is played in Battlefield Three and also Modern Warfare Three. Wow. Was it CN Crossing? I think that map of Battlefield Three. I'm pretty sure I I was there in Modern Warfare Three.
2: Wow. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. So hmm. I kinda of like to know who who came up with Paris
3: first.
1: <laughs> um oh and another thing, um, with Modern Warfare 3, there were some genuine moments where I just went, holy shit, this is what it would look like if this happened. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. There, there were some very genuine moments where I just thought far out.
2: Oh my goodness. Things like that. That takes my breath away. It did. It did. There you go. It really,
1: it really did. And it, I was really pleased. I was very humbled
2: by that. Oh, that's good. It's not every day that that kind of thing happens.
1: No. Yeah. No. Maybe I'm just getting soft in my old age. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, let's see what happens. There was more more stuff leaked today about the, the next Xbox. And they're making rumours now that are surfacing that it might even be out towards the end of next year. So let's see what happens with the power of that.
1: Ah oh, you know, shit! I just bought games. myself a Gears console. Ah, yeah.
2: you won't be able to get a Gears, you know, X. What do they call it? Xbox X or Ten or whatever is some of the rumors. Yeah. So yeah, that won't be um that won't be for a while. Mm. So but anyway, look, thank you very much for coming on. I know you've got a very sick um you know better half or you know other half. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: Hey, just because he looks better in a dress than I do.
2: Damn straight.
1: (laughs) Or is it? No, just kidding. I'm kidding.
2: No, well, thank you very much for coming on. Look, I know you've got to run, so I really appreciate you coming on to have a chat. Always a
1: pleasure.
2: Oh, great. No worries, and we'll we'll let you go, uh, and Matt and I won't bore you with our Skyrim and uh, Assassin's Creed and Battlefield chat. Yeah,
1: good
2: luck with that. See you later, cool. Susie. No worries,
0: we'll
1: see, see you, Susie. Time. Bye. Cool.
2: Bye. Alright, so Matt, we'll kick on with um, we obviously, you know, Skyrim's the one that you probably want to talk about first.
0: Oh you yeah. want to get Assassin's
2: Creed out of the way and then actually really go in with Skyrim.
0: Uh well, let's just talk about Skyrim. What sure. you you've been playing it as well. You played an hour. And yeah,
2: yeah. I probably played about an hour and a half. I thought last night, I've really got to give this a crack. Cause, um... So
0: you probably played the opening cinematic and that was it?
2: Yeah, yeah. It got to that... Um... Jeez, where did I get up to? I was starting... No, to no spoilers, right
0: no spoilers. <laughs> any, <laughs> no, there, was, there yeah, wasn't any, basically like telling anything about this story is a spoiler to anyone who hasn't <laughs> played it, I think, because it's just a fucking awesome game. It's one of those games where... If anyone tells you any element of it, of this mm. story or whatever, it'll just take away from it. Cause yeah, it's awesome.
2: Well, I think what point I got to was um, you you get away from your, your opening scene basically the the um you know the video at the start yeah um and then you kind of run into buildings and you know you go underground a little bit and then you come out through this tunnel.
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah.
2: I'm pretty sure I didn't get much past that i think i had a bit of a wander around in the um in the countryside just because i'm interested i've heard so much about it that i'm really interested to go in and have a look at these you know scenes and you know some of the views and some of the plants and all that kind of stuff because i'm hearing that that kind of stuff is incredible so i wanted to go and have a look at that
0: you're Um, playing it on pc right yes i am yeah have you got the graphics turned up
2: yes yeah it actually did it automatically which i was pretty stoked about as soon as you put it in and it loads up um it does a, a test of your hardware um and it came back and said um you know, automatically set to ultra i was like i fucking oh, nice. sweet so I'll have yeah to come i mean have a look it's still it still has a few things like anti-aliasing and all that kind of shit was still not at full peak but it's you know, only one or two steps i think 18 percent instead of 16 percent and stuff like that but um yeah, it's it looks fucking phenomenal and it doesn't jerk, it's not jumpy. It, you know, it, it it's not that kind of game as well where um it looks like they've rushed it out, like with uh Fallout for instance. Yeah. That shit was fucking buggy and annoying. And... Oh,
0: this is New Vegas. Fallout yes, out New Vegas, yeah. Yep. Uh even
2: the original Fallout was very buggy to begin with. Um but they patched it pretty quickly. Mm. Um Especially on the PC, anyway. Um, but yeah, New Vegas was shocking all the way through. Um, but this, yeah, there's you know, the you're not waiting for rocks to load graphics and all that kind of shit. Like it's all seems to be very smooth and very flowing. Mm. So yeah, I'm pretty happy with that. But that's enough from me, mate. Right? You can uh, you can tell us what your thoughts are.
0: Well, I've been playing it on the PS3, and it's funny. I was talking to um, Lil' Kozar. Yesterday, and he said to me, "Um, how long is Skyrim?" And I said, "Oh,
2: how long's a piece of string?"
0: Yeah, I looked at the <laughs> um, I looked at the trophy list, and there's a trophy for getting to level 50. Nice. So I've played for 20 hours, and I'm on level 15. <laughs> nice. But having said that, I mean Liz, um, yeah, Liz from Save Game Online, who we had on the show. Yep. Whenever that was, the EB show. Uh, she has already finished the story. Damn. She just went through the main story of it. And I was like, I said to her, why did you do that? Because, I mean, that's all good. You finished the story, but there's just so much side story stuff. And she wanted, she wanted to get through the main story so she could do a review for it. But the only problem with that is she, now she's saying, even though I finished the story, I don't think that, I should write a review yet because there's so much other stuff on there to yeah. play, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's ridiculous. I mean, I'm probably, if I had just stayed on the story stuff, I'd probably only be, maybe five hours in.
3: Wow. Yeah.
0: Because I've like spent a chunk. Of, well, maybe ten hours in, but I would have. I'd say I've spent at least half the time wandering around doing side quests and just checking out the scenery and whatnot, you know, running around, see what I can find. That's that kind of game game. it is. Yeah, Yeah.
2: exactly. And that's why they make those kind of games. And that's one of the reasons why I don't get into the games.
0: Because
2: as much as I like, you know, kind of exploring and that kind of stuff, I find that I just don't have time. You know, I end up wasting so much time just going off on tangents that I don't end up following the story. And then, you know, I kind of lose the plot of the story. And then by that stage, there's no game left for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> ADP I mean, gamer.
0: When you when you're looking at your quest list, it kind of keeps them all pretty um pretty well separated. The actually one of the things that's stand out of the game is the menu system. I think. Did you get to play around with it a little bit? Like not particularly. If yeah. you if you go into your inventory, well f- first on the PS3 you press circle to bring up the main the first little menu, and it's basically four point star with map, inventory, and um. Skills and something else that i can 't think of right now, and so yes. basically, so you say you go into inventory, I think we mentioned this on a podcast once before, but you go into the inventory and you can um you can select say weapons or apparel or miscellaneous and stuff like that, and then click sideways and it's just the way that it displays everything is really nice looking and it 's very accessible. Easy to use. It takes a little bit of getting used to because I'm used to when you go into a menu, you press circle to back out of it. And uh, on on these menus, you have to actually press sideways to go back. And then if you oh. press if you press circle, you close out of the menu altogether, which is taking a bit of getting used to. But
2: yeah, actually, I did the same thing a couple of times because on the uh, on the PC, it's actually tab so yep. you press tab to open it up and then each of the menus you press right to go into the next menu
0: yeah
2: Um, like you know all the weapons and, and clothing and all that kind of stuff mm. and um, it did actually take me a little while to realise that you just press tab to exit that and go back to the game instead of like normal you press escape and yeah. it just you know goes back but every time I press escape it would just come up with you know do you want to exit um, you know unsafe stuff will be lost and all that kind of shit
0: huh <laughs>
2: Um and I was like, no, I don't want to fucking exit. And then I just kind of mash it and then it'd go back to the game and I was like, Wow, that's bizarre. Yeah, it bizarre. It takes
0: I think it takes a bit of getting used to, but it's a really um Jesus. It's a really easy um easy menu system to use, I think, once you get used to it. Well, you're really and- loud. My bad. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing around with a little clip on my microphone cable and I would smash the microphone right up to my mouth. It's awesome. Uh, Sorry about that, everybody. Breaking break the fourth wall, everyone. <laughs> Matt in your head. Yeah. So, um yeah, no, menu systems, that's just grouping. Um, <laughs> the story is fantastically written, as you can expect. You know, I was never a massive fan of Fallout, uh, it, yep. you, you know, you can tell it uses the same engine. Well, I mean, obviously Skyrim's got a new engine, but, uh, or, you know, it's considerably better than the Fallout ones and the Oblivion one. But, like, elements of it, like when you kill something, sometimes you might get a cutscene where he just smashes the guy and ends him sort of thing with a critical hit sort of thing.
2: Yep.
0: But, um, you know, I try to play Fallout at, during Extra Life and I didn't like that but you know just because you you say you don't like these kind of games because there's so much running around mm-hmm. and I found that with Fallout but I'm finding with Skyrim it just seems like you know the world's massive but there's so much stuff that you can run for a minute and you'll find something at least one or two things sort of Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. so and it's just a, a lot easier to play I think in those games to find stuff to do but um, yeah graphic wise it runs fantastically the only thing that I've noticed on the PS3 because there's, there's not very much texture popping you know every now and then a tree appears out of nowhere on the horizon but generally it's pretty good and um, so uh, that's surprising because it's just so intense with graphics Yeah. but um, one thing I have noticed is sometimes when I bring up the menu I get a little bit of lag time Okay. For like maybe 2 or 3 seconds before it starts, you know, processing that I'm pressing buttons. Yep. But, you know, if that's the only problem, like honestly, it's not that big a deal.
2: Yeah. The
0: load screens in between going in and out of zones take not very long at all. Oh, and they they're good because when you're looking at them, it's got a little bit of a caption on the bottom talking about something and then there's an image. Of something and it's a 3d model of this image so you might have a dragon statue or mm-hmm. a person casting a spell and it's just like a solid statue of him but if you move the analog sticks you can like move around it like you can look at uh every angle of him sort of thing
2: Well, wow, that's pretty cool and you
0: can do that with weapons in the weapons menu as well yeah. and and apparel and all that like if you go in to the bottom level of the menus where you can select actual items And it'll bring up a picture of that item. You can use the uh, analog sticks to have a look around it. I mean, it's just a little, it's not a massively important feature, but that's something in Uncharted, in the Uncharted series that I really enjoyed when you're, um, you know, you pick up treasures and you can look at them in 3D and just like, it's just something nice. So, yeah, it's good.
2: Fantastic. Uh, it does seem like a very good game, and I'm, I'm, you know, unfortunately, I'm not going to play too much of it. Uh, I really just wanted to get it to just see what it was like, and you know, hopefully, one day if I get the time, I'll actually go through the story because you know, everything I'm hearing about it is just amazing. So yeah, it's
0: pretty. It's I'd probably put it up there as the best RPG of all time. Wow. And I mean, this obviously there's you know Final Fantasy series of all. There's been standout games in that series, and um, obviously Mass Effect and all that and Baldur's yep. Gate and all the Bioware stuff but for this generation at least I would yep. say Skyrim is clearly the best out of the best and you know Mass Effect 3 is going to be awesome but I just don't think in my mind a sci-fi RPG can't stand up to a high fantasy RPG yep. have you it's fought any dragons? Right? Uh, I've actually fought and killed about 4 so far Wow. because um yeah basically you can there's obviously boss dragons here and there in missions but as you roam the countryside there's dragons and the story explains why and yeah basically wow. there's, there's random dragons in the neighborhood and you fight them it's fucking awesome
3: yeah
0: yeah is that some, pretty epic yeah yeah some i mean some of them are stronger than others some are pretty easy i mean i one funny thing happened to me yesterday i was running Uh, I had a quest to go from one city to another. And the distance between the cities is generally a pretty long way to just run. But each city has a horse and cart that you can go up to and you can say, hey, it's like a taxi service between towns if you haven't discovered them yet. Because if you've discovered a place, even if it's just a dungeon or something in the wilderness, then it's on your map and you can fast travel to it from anywhere. Mm -hmm basically so it makes it really easy to get around but if you haven't been to a city and it's on the other side of the map and you look at it and go oh shit you can go to these little horse and cart taxis and they'll save 30 or 50 gold which is fucking nothing yeah and um they'll take you there and so i was like oh i'll just run to this town because i wanted to see if i could find anything interesting yeah and it didn't seem like it was that far away but i had to go through like a, a ridge like a not a ridge, like a mountain, mountain top to get to it. Not a mountain, like it, just oh, okay. a, a bunch of mountains next to each other. There's like a pathway through them, sort yeah. of thing. But it went up the mountain a little bit, and as I was walking along, I was like, oh yeah, this is fucking awesome. It's beautiful, you know. This it starts snowing and you can, <laughs> it's just awesome. And then out of nowhere, this dragon's flying around in the air, and I'm like, oh yeah, sweet. Well, I'll have a crack at him. Nailed him, <laughs> took him out pretty easily. Like obviously you got to be strategic, but, you know, you get into it when you play the game. I'm playing on um, normal difficulty, whatever the standard one. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll probably play through it on a harder difficulty later, but at this point... Can I'm you intrigued. change it? Yeah. Can you change it mid-game? Yeah, you can. All right, cool. Well, I don't know if you can in the game, but I'll, I'll probably start a new playthrough on harder if I choose to. But uh, at this stage, things are challenging enough. Like, I, I as I was saying, I killed that dragon... And then I ran up the mountain a little bit more. And out of nowhere, a snow bear rocks up, which is like a normal bear just with white, a white texture over him. Awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like a yeah. polar bear, but not. Like, like <laughs> a white grizzly bear. And um, yeah, he ran up to me and killed me in three hits. Nice. So I nailed this dragon, which is fucking massive. And then yeah. a bear just runs up and fucking chomps me. Although, <laughs> oh, it was fucking awesome. I was fighting one dragon. And he beat me, he killed me because I stuffed something up. Yep. And, or uh, like I was on just a little bit of health, needed to have a health potion. And then it goes, you know, as I was saying before, when you kill some stuff, it goes to a cutscene. Yep. Not a cutscene, but like a just a third person view of you fucking yeah. Ellen. Mm-hmm. This yep. dragon went to a third person view of me and he fucking chomped down on my, like halfway down my body. Yep. And picked me up in the air like that. Like the T Rex in Jurassic Park. Oh
2: yeah, sweet.
0: Day. Yeah, I was like, "Whoa, that's wicked." <laughs> so that was in the middle of a town too. It was oh wow! In the middle of a town. I was like, "Oh, okay." Although one thing that's interesting is when I go into a, a building in that town, because when you kill a dragon, it um it dies and obviously, and it leaves a skeleton. Okay, yep. And so, it's in the middle of this town. Like, it's not even a big town. It's got one main road sort of thing. And there's a dragon skeleton sitting in the middle of the bloody road. And it <laughs> stays there for the whole rest of the game, I'm pretty sure. Wow. And I go into the inn or or the trader or something like that, come out. And as it's, like, loading up all the, the items on the screen sort of thing, it does it yep. really quick. But the dragon skeleton sort of appears... Oh, it doesn't appear to there, but it's sort of moving. Yeah. Like skeletons walking down the street. That's <laughs> weird, man. I have to film it on my phone and put it on the site because it's like, what?
2: Yeah. no, that's. I don't know if down. it's
0: meant to do that or if it's just like buggy. Yeah. <laughs> but it's pretty funny to see it.
2: Well, I've seen... Uh, in the small amount of time that I've played it, I have seen a couple of very small bugs. Um, and they are quite small. I mean, they're, they're very minor. But um, I fought... Uh, Just some people as you're running through this um, kind of underground cavern, And um, I ran in and just smashed this dude three times with the sword and killed him. And then I went to loot his body and stole his clothes. And then as I took his clothes, he's lying there naked with like a little sash thing across his uh, genitalia. Yeah.
0: Um,
2: And he had three arrows in him. Yeah. And I was like, where'd he get those? Why didn't they kill him before I actually got there with the sword? And they weren't there before I'd actually taken his clothes off. So oh, okay. it, it was sweet. kind of bizarre, well, yeah. And I think there was, in that
0: part, yeah. you've got a guy running along with you. So maybe he shot him or something. But if oh, they were. Maybe maybe yeah. they were there, you just didn't see him because
2: you're yeah, getting they, old. He got shot underneath his clothes. Maybe. Yeah. 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 That'll do it. I'll just chalk it up as that. But yeah, it was just little things like that that was kind of like, oh. Yeah, that seemed a bit bizarre, but yeah, it's only little things. So, have have you got anything else you want to discuss before we wrap up Skyrim for now?
0: Um, well, I'm going to write up a review eventually for it. I mean, I'm not going to rush it because the game yeah. is massive. Mm-hmm. But uh, and I've obviously got Assassin's Creed Revelations here, which I want to finish up quickly because I've also got Rayman Origins, which <laughs> it doesn't come out until next Thurs next Tuesday in Australia. Yep. So I might review that and get it up on the site pretty quick. It's it actually looks pretty good. It's um it's a platformer, two D platformer even, and it's got over sixty levels, which is nice. That'll be mm. that'll keep Ashley happy because I was playing Rocket Birds with her, the <laughs> co op on that. There's only ten co op levels on that, yep, which is disappointing because that game's really really fun, but you know, the single player makes it worthwhile. For those of you who haven't read my review on the site, you should go ahead and read it. Yeah, do that. Um, But Rayman Origins, yeah, it's got four-player co-op. Mm. So local co-op, you can drop in, drop out. So as long as you're playing single player, anyone can just pick up a controller and drop in and start playing as well. Yep. Which and is apparently, actually, That's a really cool feature. I like that in a game. Yeah,
2: it is. And I've just read another review on it, Um, and apparently... um. There's no actual sections in the game that you require more than just one person to play, yeah. which is great because some of those games, you know, it becomes such a feature that they impose it on you that you must have, you know, two players or three or four players to actually get to the next, to a secret level or something like that. So,
0: yeah, yeah. Rocket uh, Birds co ops like that, but that's because the single player is separate. So oh, okay, there you that, go. That's Fair all enough. right, but yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm actually really looking forward to playing Rayman Origins because platformers are pretty cool. And yeah. so yeah, look out for my review. I'll probably hope to have it done this weekend sometime. Hopefully this podcast is up by this weekend. Yeah. But yeah, uh it's is the 16th. It is the day after Assassin's Creed came out. And so we might as well have a bit of a chat about that. Sure. Well, I
2: haven't I haven't done anything with Assassin's Creed. Uh, as people would know if they've listened to the podcast before, it's not really my kind of game. I've owned both the first two. Um, Assassin's Creed 2 is still sitting in my drawer with the shrink wrap on.
0: Yeah, you should never play take that one but... because it's fucking way better than Assassin's Creed 1.
2: It's what I've heard. Yeah, but I've never actually even wanted to undo
0: it. I don't know why. Well, speaking of Assassin's Creed 1 this promo copy of Assassin's Creed Revelations that we got sent by Ubisoft for the review, Mm -hmm. I put it in, and obviously, you know, you've heard that the promotion for Assassin's Creed Revelations for PS3 is that you get the free copy of Assassin's Creed, the original Assassin's Creed with it, on the disc. Nice. So I I put this in my system, and I'm like, yeah, review copy... I was surprised because it actually had the online passcode printed inside the thing, which is more than I can say for some of the other review games that I've got.
2: Yep.
0: um, True. Yeah, so I put it in, and it says, as you see on your PS3 when you put a game in, it brings up the name of the game. And then underneath it, it said Assassin's Creed Revelations slash Assassin's Creed, and I was like, what the hell is that? Mm. pressed it, and it said you do not have enough room on your hard drive. <laughs> but um, I'm pretty sure that that's the original Assassin's Creed, which I actually have on disc already. But uh, oh, it's a nice little addition. If, you've, if you're have if you out there and you've played either Assassin's Creed 2 or Brotherhood, never played the original one. Yeah, it's worth it's, it. It's definitely worth picking up. I mean, the original one, I didn't get through it complete to completion, although I'll probably get around to it one day. It's just that I'm a... Like I've I've been doing with Skyrim, I like to run around and do fucking stupid shit and waste time. And Assassin's Creed has, the original, has a lot of collectibles. In fact, I think it has about 300 flags you can collect. Hmm. So one day I decided that I would go through and try and collect all the flags, and that didn't work out too well.
2: Because (laughs) after probably
0: about five or six hours, I was burnt out on the game and never played it again. Yeah, But, um... Yeah, Actually, so...
2: while, while we're on it, installing stuff and not having much room on the hard drive, did Skyrim need to install much?
0: Uh, No, and in fact, the, when I put it in and had a day one update, well, maybe not day one because I bought it on Saturday, about two days after it came out. but um, <laughs> Day two. Day two, yeah, 45 <laughs> megabytes for the patch. Oh, yeah. Shit, that's so all right. So I was like, that's fucking all right. Yeah. Obviously, it didn't patch too much. And then the install didn't take very long at all. I made a coffee, came back, and it was ready to go. Wow! So that's good. Yeah. And then I sat down and watched the cinematic, and it was fucking awesome. But um.
2: (laughs) And you finished your coffee.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just had to pause it and get up and get another one. No. um, Yeah. So it's really cool if you haven't. Obviously, if you're going to get Revelations on PS3, it's pretty cool that you get Assassin's Creed with it because. Um, this the story of this one actually is it involves Altair who was the protagonist in the original one mm-hmm. basically the story of Assassin's Creed is you are Desmond a dude in current times it's 2011 and uh, you're Desmond You're in the original one you're using this system called the Animus to activate memories in your DNA of Altair who was an assassin in like I don't even know, like, back in ye oldy times around, like, Jerusalem and stuff like that. And then, so that was the first one, and then the second one, Assassin's Creed 2, you played as uh, Ezio Auditori, and he was in Italy. And then Brotherhood, you were in Rome in Italy, specifically, not any of the other areas. And Revelations takes the story of both of them, elements of both of their lives, and it sort of... Um, twists it up, and you have to kind of alternate between missions. Of, between them, as far as I can tell, I have only played about two and a half hours of it, and I've only played as Ezio so far, but it's fucking awesome. He's old, and you can tell he's old. He's kind of has a bit more trouble getting around and whatnot. That's cool. So uh, I haven't
2: just made him look old, but he still acts
0: like a 15 year old. No.
2: Good. Well,
0: it's funny, there was a cutscene, and he's like, Oh, Back in my old days, I used to, um, I used to spend a lot of time basically hooking up with chicks. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm all serious, and this other guy's like, "Oh, I don't know how you ever got anything done," and he's like, "Neither did my mother." <laughs> it's like, fuck what? So,
2: because
0: yeah. that that so, little trailer that I don't is that the one you posted on the site which says, um, basically goes through the last two stories. Yeah. Yeah, that one, it shows how he was a playboy back in the day, Ezio. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, yeah, it's pretty interesting. If you haven't checked out that video, it's worth checking out because the game looks fucking awesome and all the trailers for it are awesome. And, uh.
2: Yeah, we've yeah. had a few up there now. It is looking really good. And, I mean, if anything, it's probably the only one that I've actually really thought I wouldn't mind giving this a go. But I know I'm not going to play 30 hours of it. It's just not going to happen. Yeah.
0: Well, the good thing about this one, you know, as um, Tash said, Tash from Save Game when she was on, I think she said it on the show. She might have just said it to me at EB Expo. (laughs) She she said, um, you know, it's really good how they improve each Assassin's Creed game. They've taken all the good things from the last one and then added more and kicked out some shit, you know. That is shit. Yeah, and it's like... You know, this one's another step ahead. You know, you've got all the cool stuff from the, from Brotherhood. You've got um, t- poison darts and all those kind of weapons. They've changed up the weapon selection system to allow for more weapons, I guess. Nice. Which is nice. And now you've got bombs and explosives and stuff like that. There's tactical bombs, um, distraction bombs or something, and lethal bombs... Which all add to the gameplay. There's a heap of new, you know, when you kill someone, you get a little cutscene. Sort not a cutscene, but like just a little animation of how he's killing him. There's cool. A heap of new ones of them, which is fucking awesome to watch. Um, and yeah, it's looking pretty good. There's some other elements in it that I I've seen in trailers and whatnot. I haven't got to got up to them yet. There's things like tower defense levels, which are something completely new to the Assassin's Creed games um, and kind of hearkening to Saint Row and San Andreas there's um, well in Brotherhood you could you had to capture Borgia Towers to liberate areas of the city and in this one apparently I can I saw this in a little tip that popped up on a load screen you can um, in I, I'm mean Constantinople, right now, or Istanbul, and it said something about you'll have zones in the city where you'll have assassins' dens. Cool. And the bad guys will basically be able to um, fight for possession of those areas of the city. So you'll have to, you know, keep your eye on the little areas in the city so you can maintain control, which is a nice little. um, i guess micromanagement kind of thing yeah which is cool it's all like adds gameplay features and changes it from the like the original assassin's creed was fun but it was all run around stab people not much yeah, that's right not much of uh anything else really
2: <laughs> oh well, sounds like fun well we look forward to getting the review out on that one that'll be good
0: mm, i'll be yeah. for it.
2: cool um we're kind of running a bit short on time, so I was going to do some chatting about some Battlefield, but um, basically I've just received the Battlefield 3 on the PS3, so I'm going to sit down and you know try and crack out a good couple of hours on that very, very soon, and then I'm going to try and do a bit of a, uh, a comparison piece against the PC because the PC is great. I'm really, really enjoying it, yeah. um, but I'm finding a few little things like um you do get kicked from it a fair bit um finding servers can be a bit of a pain in the ass um you know there's just a few little things that it does have some bugs in the multiplayer so i really want to try that out on the uh, on the playstation and just do a bit of a comparison but i should be able to talk about that a lot more on the next show and uh, i'm going to definitely write up a a bit of a, a piece on that as well so I won't bore you with it right now because I haven't played the PS3 version yeah, of Yeah, I
0: haven't but... played any of it. I'm pretty keen to have a crack when I finally get a copy, but...
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's... On the PC, it has been probably the best multiplayer game I've played in a long, long time on the PC. So, and, you know, it, it's just amazing. I'm really, really enjoying it. And even when I'm not playing it, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I just want to get back to it. Mm. Um, there are some things that I want to try, like I really want to try and get a... Um, A decent um, like controller, like an Xbox controller or something, into the um, into the PC because you can um, configure it so that you're using your uh, controller for the helicopters and planes. Mm. But as soon as you get out of it, you go back to your keyboard and mouse, and it's seamless. If you're in a plane, you're using that. If you know you're running, you use the the keyboard and mouse. So I really want to try that because I struggle like mad trying to you know control anything airborne with a keyboard and mouse because it's just yeah. so touchy
0: all um, you need is um a wired xbox controller
2: yeah yeah i've got one with a, a fairly long recharge cable so i might just chuck that
0: in yeah oh, you can, work the, right. the ones with where you plug in the cable yep into the actual controller uh, okay yeah they don't work you need an actual one where the an wire goes into one. it so all right. yeah
2: well, I've seen Razor actually got some really good ones. The Onzas, I think they're called. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I might have a chat um, with someone from Razor and see if they can send me one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that'd be nice.
2: Just, yeah, just like that'd be good. So, But anyway, that that's going to wrap up the first half of our show now. Um, as I said, we've, uh, we've lined up a guest for our second half. So after this break, we'll introduce the guest and, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be able to have a bit of a chat about some things going on there. So, excellent. Anyway, thank you for joining us and thank you again to Susie for coming on for that first little bit, but um, we'll be back in a moment. The second half of the show. Um, Thanks for sticking I, around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> firstly, um, as I alluded to, we do have a very special guest that's decided to come and join us. Um, we've been trying to get Aaron on the show for a couple of weeks now, and he's um, he's actually managed to fit us in his schedule. So. Oh, cheers. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on. We have Aaron here from uh, ESGN uh, and also formerly uh, Cyber Gamer. Mate, um, welcome on the show.
3: Yeah, cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm sorry I haven't been able to get time on, but as you guys know, at the moment, I'm sort of stuck behind my computer 20 hours a day, so, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> and
2: that's actually led to uh, a bout of sickness, too much work. Right? Yeah,
3: that's it, man. Yeah, I think yeah, I'm too old, um, <laughs> basically, and uh yeah, I can't keep up with these young guys and these guys overseas at the moment or the different time uh, zones and all the rest of it. Yep. And uh, too many cigarettes and too many Red Bulls, I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just have to get it set up and then hand over the reins to someone else. Put in all the hard yards. Yeah, and that's, okay. well, mate, I'm done.
3: That's right.
0: Yeah, <laughs> mate, that's why I've got kids. That's the way to do it. Leave a legacy.
3: Yeah, mate. I've already got one of them as my secretary, so... Nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely a bonus. No, that sounds good. So, mate, this ESGN, uh, we know that the site's just recently launched. Um, let us know about what, what ESGN stands for and what you guys are currently trying to do.
3: Well, ESGN is esports and gaming network. Our whole philosophy is bunch. we're basically just a bunch of old gamers who... Um, Want to try and provide a place for all gamers. Um, we half of the group of owners are uh, their speciality is social gaming, social functions, um, having a great time. Like these guys know how to party. Um, <laughs> they're just a bunch of great blokes. Uh, and the other half, I've really focused on the esports side, the competitive side of gaming. So what we're wanting to focus on is lots and lots of live events that focus on both of those things. We want to be able to cater for, you know, dad and the teenager who wants to come and play Cod at one of our lands, as well as, you know, be able to provide, you know, future competitions for mum and the kids. You know, we we want to appeal to everyone. We just want to be an inclusive game community for everybody to be able to commune, um, not exclusive, um, you know. we yeah. yeah, we're open to everyone.
2: It's oh, good because there's been a lot of, uh, you know, I guess, segregation uh, in in the communities. You know, if if you're not a pro, you're a noob, um, yep. you know, and, and trying to break that down, I think, is is something that's been needed for quite a long time.
3: Yeah, well, in some previous communities I belonged to, elitism and um, everything has been quite strong, and I did what I could to try and break those barriers down with with varied degrees of success. But um, yeah, that's one thing that all of us guys at ESGN have at heart. Um, we despise elitism in all its forms. Um, you know, the word noob. We were all noobs once. Doesn't yeah. matter if you're making a living off professional gaming or you're involved in the gaming industry. Um, you know, uh, let let's be honest. Ninety-five percent of gamers are casual gamers, and then you know, there's really you know, especially in this country, esports are still quite small. There's only a small percentage of us who like to compete. But there's also a misconception that you have to be a 40-year-old virgin living in your mum's basement to be a competitive gamer. And that's not the case. You know, anybody anybody can do it, man. You can just get a group of mates together, uh, form your clan, form your team, form your organisation, and, you know, play on free leagues, um, And for the guys who want to take it to another level, you know, yeah, you can pay to go into competitive events and win cash and prizes. Um, Initially, we were just going to focus on the console side of things, but we've actually had a lot of PC communities who are looking for a home uh, want to come with us. So we're going to be inclusive of PC and um, the other platforms that are out there, like Nintendo and the rest of them, we'd love to get involved as well. Because, um, like I said, we just want to be inclusive. Like, we doesn't matter what game you play or what system you play. You know, if there's a a following for it and a need for it, um, we're happy to have it on our site.
2: Sweet. And and speaking of uh, events and the opportunity to win some cash and and go in a competition, you've got one coming up in not too long.
3: Yeah, on January 14th at Ibis in Hawthorne in Melbourne. We, uh, this first event. Um, is all planned and ready to go. It's, it's at the moment, it's just purely PS3, but the, all, all the places have already been taken even before tickets were released. (laughs) And it's actually going to be a lot of guys from Xbox as well. Um, because you know, it's got the allure of everyone just wants to game and have fun. Yeah. And as well as the allure of prizes and cash, you know, there's going to be two grand for the, uh, you know, the first team of four, uh, as well as second and third prizes. Um, Man, we've got some great sponsors behind us. Um, Pete at Plantronics, Gamecom, um, you which know, are awesome. we've just, yeah, man, we've just got, you know, so much. The Australian gaming industry is really getting behind the people who actually purchase their products and use their products, which is really encouraging to see.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
3: you know, and we just want to, um, we want to support the companies that support us. So yeah, man, we'll be doing reviews on. Uh, Plantronics Game.com products and, you know, we'll be plugging them because, you know, they're taking a chance on us and, you know, we're thankful for that. Yeah, fantastic.
2: Another thing that you've been, uh, I guess, lucky enough to be chosen for just recently is uh, getting in with the guys um, in Machinima on YouTube.
3: Yeah, well, um, I was asked by... A guy named Optic J, who's belonged to uh, Optic Gaming, which is a very well-known esports organisation in the US, who can, who very very successful in, in major league gaming. Mm-hmm. He's also the director of um, uh, gaming partnerships at Machinima, and he um, approached me and asked me, you know, a bit about the scene in Australia, yeah. um, and asked me if I'd be interested in working with them. Nice. Um, Basically, I'm a talent scout um, recruiting guys to the Machinima network.
2: Well, before we go any further, sorry, I was just realized that for anybody who doesn't understand what Machinima is, can you give us a a quick two-minute blurb?
3: Basically, it's the number one network uh, ever on YouTube. Uh, It's the largest network. Uh, The Machinima channel itself, the, the home channel, is the number four Channel ever uh, last month, I'm pretty sure we had something like 90 million views um, combined. Yeah. That's almost how
2: many we got on our site. <laughs>
3: yeah, well, <laughs> um, yeah, they, the gaming is obviously their specialty, um, you know, and they've and they've, um, you know, they've they've re- reached out to um, people worldwide um, to make it inclusive. Um. Yeah. Like the total views for the network is nearly 15 and a half billion. Um,
2: Insane amount of numbers, isn't it?
3: Yeah. The the Machinima channel itself is nearly three billion. Hmm. And um, yeah. Um, they're they're good at what they do. Uh, they know what they, you know, do well, and um, you know, it's the best way for gamers to get recognised. Um. You know, guys can also earn a living of being a machinima partner or director. Um, yeah, it's just it's really really exciting, mate. Um, I did tell the guys that I was a bit of a noob when it came to uh, the YouTube culture itself. Yeah. Um, obviously, we use it in the competitive environment for um, streaming matches and things like that. So um, I've got the the EU. Um, community managers schooling me on a lot of things and all the guys have been really helpful and supportive, which is really good. And I'm launching my own, uh, recruit, recruiter tra- channel. Uh, it'll be as kick HQ. And basically nice. that's, will be a hub where guys can come and apply for machinima partnership as well as I'll be showcasing all the Aussie partners and directors and talent. Um, plus I'll be doing game and gear reviews from all the stuff that I get sent from the publishers and developers as well as there'll be stories on there about the guys behind the YouTube channels. You know, because a lot of the time, you know, people just don't get to see what who these guys are and what they do. So I really want to include personal stories uh, of the directors, uh, of the uploaders, of stories um, in specific Gaming, guys like you, Lucas and Matt. Yeah. You know, I'd love to put a story on there about you guys. Uh, guys <laughs> like Jason at Ultimate Games, um, Dave at Blue Mouth Interactive, all these sort of uh, you know Aussie self-started guys mm. um, who are in the in
0: the games industry. Well, how so, yeah, will, it should be good. It should be good. How will uh, just your average Joe guys get involved in that kind of stuff? Will they sent, be sent, like, will they just upload their own movies on YouTube and let you know, and or what kind of stuff would they have to go through to get involved?
3: Well, anyone, that's the beauty of it. Anybody can upload whatever they like to YouTube. If they're just, if they're a bunch of gamers and they like to um, record their stuff, well, you know, the beauty of things like Modern Warfare 3 having the recording capability inside the game, um, you can um, use different methods to upload it to your computer, whether it's a HD PVR Mm. or a capture card or something. Um, You know, get your clan on there, start uploading videos start spreading it through the social medias like Twitter and Facebook and get guys subscribing to your channels and liking and favoriting your videos, um, build up the views, mm. and then, yeah, come to me for a partnership. Um, we can... Cool. Yeah, man. Yeah,
2: that sounds pretty good. So I guess with, with those going on at the moment, you have obviously don't have a lot of other time left, but I know you've got your finger in a couple of other pies as well. Um, what else are you doing at the moment?
3: Well, I'm, tr- I'm trying to, obviously with ESG and our main goal is to also have a you know professional leagues down here and the guys that play professionally uh, in esports down here, I'd like them, them to be able to make a living out of it like the, our counterparts do in Europe, uh, South Korea and the US. So yeah. I'm really working with some of the top esports teams to help them acquire sponsorships. Um, and partnerships that are going to be able to help them, uh, you know, achieve this goal, um, attend all the best uh, comp- competitions all around the world, um, you know, and, uh, yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. Um, I've got my guys at Mind Freak Razor, um, you know, I'm very careful who I work with because I need to know that one, they're respected and two, they're responsible and professional organizations and people. Yeah, And uh, Mind could tick all those boxes and I know this from being around the esports for a while. I've been watching people for a while about, you know, who's all above board and who's not. And um, their leader, Riggs, has really impressed me and, um, you know, their teams are very, very successful uh, and they go about their business very professionally so I'm very happy to be working with them. Oh, that's good. It makes a
2: big difference.
3: Yeah, man. Yeah, we've got a everything we do needs to be straight up and above board. Yeah. You know, that's, that's why we have so much success here in Australia in anything we put our hand to, whether it's sports or business. Um, you know, people appreciate that about us around the world, that yeah. we're pretty much straight up and no bullshit. That's, um, and
2: that's the thing that, um, you know, as well, obviously people wouldn't know, but um, you know, we, we met you at, uh, at EB Games Expo. And yeah. one of the things that struck me personally, straight away, and we've had a few conversations since, but it's just how fucking passionate you are about being an Aussie and what we can achieve as Aussies. Um, And I think that's fucking amazing, mate. I mean, I'm Aussie through and through, and I think it's just great that there's someone like yourself out there that is just pushing the fact that we're Aussie and we're going to do this and we're going to actually achieve it because – uh, we're fucking Aussies, <laughs> so yeah. I think The rest well, of the world cheers, better mate. watch out. It's fantastic. Yeah, I,
3: I, I appreciate that, mate, and I I have a natural affinity with you guys um, as well. Um, I'm a big believer in the the self-starters, and uh, you know, I I'm not a real big fan of the she'll be right, mate. I think we need to actually get out for us and make things happen ourselves. Yep. And here in Australia and the Pacific I always include our our boys in NZ and the Pacific Islands because you know we are one community down here. True. Um you know we have the talent, we have the passion, we have the resources to do whatever we want, however we want. And um I'm a big believer in Aussie owned, Aussie run. Um you know uh, I I just want something that's um ours. Um, cuz we don't have a lot of that anymore.
0: In very our very
3: country. Yeah, and that's what having, we need. Having young kids, I, I need to think five and ten years in advance, not just the next twelve months. Yeah. When my kids are out there looking for jobs. Um, that's why I involve guys like Harvey Norman and, and places like that because they're franchisees, they're local guys, local businesses. You know, I'm always telling guys to stop buying shit on the internet and um, you know go into your local shops, support your local communities um, because it's important, man. Mm, you know, very much so.
2: Yeah, and there's uh, there's a lot of stuff going on at the moment about um, you know, money going offshore and not staying here. Yeah. So it, it's an important message, I think, if you want to you know, keep Australia strong.
3: Yeah, dude. Uh, we, you know, this is uh, the, our second fastest growing business sector, and just like anything else, it could get snapped up in the blink of an eye. Yeah. Um, and I, I love the guys overseas. I work with them all, and I cooperate with them all. Um obviously, I've got my guys in machinima and obviously our other partners internationally, but when, at the end of the day um, i I'd love that all ownership and everything remain Australian um, purely for the fact as well that we you know we do everything differently here, we game differently, you know we play footy differently, yeah damn and, straight um, <laughs> I, I I I just would like to keep it that way, yeah um you know.
2: Well, we've been having some success as well, as far as I understand. I mean, uh, you you probably know a lot more about the competitions that we've been partaking in overseas, but um, I know some of our local teams have actually been turning some heads.
3: Yeah, we have a lot of really top-ranked teams and players down here. Um, You know, it's just they don't... Because uh, interactive gaming is so huge um down here but the exposure still isn't mainstream and that has a lot to do with um, our own fault we haven't promoted it a lot through the social medias and through the, the normal media mm-hmm. people are starting to take notice now um, like I've uh, in talks with guys in TV stations and news ra- news uh, papers and radio and things like that mm-hmm. um, because we are having guys go overseas and you know compete really well you know our uh, next week we've got Um, guys going over to Sweden to compete in Dreamhack, um, which will be the first time Australian teams or individuals have been over there. And, um, yeah, one of my boys from Freak Razor will be going over there to compete in Quake. Uh, So good luck, Vince. Um, Definitely. Yeah. um, Quake, eh? That's a bit of an old-school game. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. He's he's ranked, like, 13 in the world and number one in Asia Asia Pacific. Shit. Um, But, yeah, the biggest... Um, thing we have is being so isolated is the cost for travel and things like that. Yeah. Um. So I'm doing what I can to try and seek partnerships with, you know, everyone from airlines to, um, you know, to try and help alleviate the, um, you know, oh, burden, which is, costs, which is which yeah. is the biggest burden, you know, for mm-hmm. these guys.
2: Fantastic. Well, mate, it sounds like you're doing some absolutely fantastic things, and you know, as I said, I, I'm I'm Really, really passionate about any kind of support that can be offered to help some of these guys out. Yeah, uh, it, it's what it's all about. I mean, we, if we're going to do this, we need to do it properly. And it's good to know there's someone at the helm that uh, you know, actually is very passionate. And you know, by the sounds of things, you definitely know what you're doing. So, it's good.
3: Oh well, mate. The 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 best thing about it is that I'm not alone. And and don't for one second think that I'm doing any of this on my own. It's it's all a, it's all a team effort. Uh, my my guys at ESGN, uh, Maddie and Westy and all those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, we we're, we're the only we have strength in numbers, and yep. that's what we have behind us. We have all guys of the same vision, the same heart and passion uh, for gaming. Um, we're all older guys, um, professional lives, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, as well as guys like you guys, um, Jace at Ultimate Games. Um, all of these. Uh, like minded people that are starting to work together um, because that's the only way we can do it. We have to do it together. Um, you know, we need to break down any sort of biases or prejudices we've had against each other and do what we can and get outside ourselves and think about the community as a whole. And um, yeah, man, there is success is coming. We've got big things planned. So fantastic.
2: Well, before we let you go, because um, I know you've probably got a million things to do. Um, do you want to give uh, give a few things a bit of a plug and you know, get your details out there?
3: Yeah, well, mate, I'm, I'm a bit scattered. It's, what, 10.30 now. I've been up since 5 a.m. Um, <laughs> but basically, uh, oof, what have I got? I've got uh, esgn.com.au is our site. That's where everyone should be, you know, coming to commune and um, signing up to compete, um, you know, uh, we're open to suggestions. We're open to new games and new communities. If any suggestions want to be made, um, we've got really dedicated volunteers there um, and paid guys who um, are running everything, uh, keeping everything professional and you know, a good atmosphere. Great. Um, I've got my channel as Kickin HQ, which is not even Machinima guys know that I'm that's what I'm calling it yet. Yeah. Um. The site will be partnered. The uh, channel will be partnered up before I even have any subs or views. Um. <laughs> as well as um. Yeah. My boys at Mind Freak Razor. Um. They have their own Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Yeah. Come follow us. Um. And, and if you want to know what's happening in Australian gaming in so many different areas, you can follow me on Twitter on uh, at As Machinima. Um. I'm creating a Facebook page as well, which will be as kick it'll be as kick kicker machinima as well on facebook
2: yeah we'll get some um, links up on those as well so you know when the uh, when the show notes come out we'll put some of those up
3: yeah thanks guys i really appreciate your time and you know i love you boys so <laughs> anything that i can do to you know help you guys or any other aussies out there who are having a crack you know just hit me up
2: fantastic that's it well mate it, it's absolutely fantastic like i said to know that you're doing this uh and Man, I know, you know from Matt and I, we appreciate you coming on the show because we know you've got a million things on the go. So thanks for fitting us in.
3: No problems, man. It's a pleasure.
2: Fantastic. Well, for everyone else out there, get across to esgen.com.au. Have a bit of a crack. Um, get involved any way you can. Uh, it's what it's all about. You don't, you don't have to be uh, you know, super long pockets or anything to be throwing money around at everybody, but just get involved <laughs> the way it should be. The Australian way.
3: Exactly, mate.
2: Fantastic. Well, mate, thanks again. We really appreciate it. Um, and that pretty much is going to wrap up the uh, the entire show for us. So mm-hmm. we hope everybody's had fun listening to the show tonight, or today, or wherever you're listening to it. Whenever you listen to it, hopefully on the crapper, so we can uh, you know give you a few laughs and you can push out them poops. But anyway, um... what? the fuck? <laughs> I just made that last bit up.
0: That was awesome. So, <laughs> oh, not really
2: <laughs> so anyway i'm gonna leave it there i'm gonna say good night uh, and uh and that'll do me so yeah
0: righty i take it easy everyone <laughs> <laughs>